Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of The Grateful Show. Today, I have with me, as always, Pascu. How is it going, guys? Yes. Mr. Pascu, what are you grateful for today, by the way? Uh, it's a very good question, as always. Well, I feel like I'm very grateful for the cocktails that we just cooked right before this podcast, because it was very random. Yeah, actually, guys, we are in isolation. We came back to our home country. So, yeah, with all the corona and all this bullshit, we had to stay two weeks in isolation. So the weather is actually lovely outside, and it's we like, said, why not? It's like 30 degrees Celsius, and we are just inside recording a podcast. Well, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining as well. Yeah, I love this. So, yeah, today we're going to make another episode with very deep questions so we're just gonna ask each other questions about reality very deep things that are going on nowadays in the world and uh, yeah we're just gonna see how it's going because i know that you actually guys like this type of podcast so we said why not maybe we can make a series or we can just like continue them yeah let's go so without any further ado my first question how do you define beauty we define beauty well, I feel like it's um it's a combination of a lot of things. It's like a soup, if you want. It's like the tastes you have are like genetical. They've been predicated by your environment, by mm-hmm. the culture, uh, by the things that you experienced and you liked, by the things that you experienced and you disliked. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's just a mix of a lot of things that make you like a certain thing or dislike a certain thing. So that's why we as people define beauty differently because we are all different like you can't expect two people to like the same things mm-hmm. yeah maybe like a person who is like who likes to stay alone will define uh i don't know weird stuff on the internet as beautiful or yeah. i don't know like sadistic stuff as like beautiful. from things as basic as like the perfect date to like things as the specific p- as like i don't know the perfect shoes <laughs> yeah or a favorite star in the universe or whatever like you can go very deep you can go very general or you can go very specific and i feel like the more specific you get the less um similarities there is between people liking the same thing mm-hmm. so it's very subjective yeah again yeah. like almost everything in life exactly uh cool what is the single most important thing you learned as a child Oh, there are a lot of things, man. Yeah, but you have to only choose one. With that, we are all equal, but we just see each other as being on a different level. I think everybody should deserve the same basics. How did you get to learn that when you were a child? Well, to be honest, when I was uh, kind of young, my parents weren't the, weren't the richest parents. We had struggled with the money when we were very young. So I have learned that, I mean, they raised me like very, very well. They were, but I, I don't see any other version of better pa- parents. But there were some times when we, don't, when we didn't have the money we needed for the basic stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was just seeing people that were enjoying stuff that I couldn't have. So I, that thought just came to my mind and I said, why can't I have the same stuff? Yeah. And basically... I just look at myself and I saw that I'm not different from them, but they have like stuff I didn't have. And maybe I was in a very, very good position and I'm very grateful because some people, for example, right now in Africa or in poor countries don't have food to eat or yeah. like shelter or water, even water. So yeah, I would say that people are actually equal, but we just like to 
we have more yeah because we are selfish yeah and we just act upon greed mm -hmm. and we just want more and more and we don't think about each other mm -hmm. so yeah that was one of the first things when the first times when reality actually hit me mm. it's good because there are people that get to like 50 or 60 years old and they only realize then these things so yeah i can't remember exactly how young i was but i was quite young yeah deep shit second question does technology make us alone because we have social media and we have like all these means of communication online but does technology make us alone well it really depends on how you look at it it really depends on whether you consider talking to someone online meaning talking to someone mm -hmm. or does it actually only mean that you keep in contact with that someone mm. do you really talk to someone when you speak to them online through messaging or like to even FaceTime or Skype like do you really consider that as being as a, like a proper human connection or is there like a gap that technology creates through mm. that intentionally or unintentionally so I uh, if I was to like answer the question I would personally say that yes it does make us alone mm. because as much as you you feel like you keep in contact with everyone like physically because mm -hmm. this is how we evolved we are more and more alone like there are studies there that show that in the last 20 or 30 years uh kids have i, I feel like there was like three out of five kids uh decide to like leave their shelter and leave their house and their parents and the places where they grown up to like chase their dreams mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I, I personally feel like it does make us alone. Does make us feel more lonely. Yeah. Lonely or alone? Well, there's a difference between the two, isn't it? Yeah. The difference I see personally is like when you are alone, you are physically alone. Like there's no one around you. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, to look back at the question now, yeah. yes, it does make you alone because it's like... Yeah, because there's maybe, no, maybe, no one there. Like Yeah, physically. like you have Facebook, like... It's not really necessary to visit your uh, acquaintances mm -hmm. as often because you can be in contact. So yes, it basically makes you more alone because you don't get to see them physically mm -hmm. in real life. As of on the other side, does it actually make you feel lonely? I feel like it really depends from person to person. Mm -hmm. Me Everybody personally, I feel like... No, it doesn't really make me feel lonely. It only makes me feel the way I choose to make myself feel. Yeah. yeah. So technology makes us feel alone, but not lonely. Yeah. In a nutshell. So uh, the next question: If you could define one golden rule that would be respected by everyone from now on, what would that be, and why? Hmm. Hmm. Mm, it's a very good question. Because by asking this question, we could actually fine and we could actually just like give everybody the same meaning of life if everybody is gonna respect and would have one single thing that will we'll focus and will have one rule that will follow that means that it really depends will... on how you see this golden rule because you could see it as like a moral law or you could see it as like a real rule like we all have to follow this path or a real rule such as... Yeah, but there's going to be a meaning, isn't it? I mean, let's say that we all have to follow uh, a path. That means that we all have to do the same thing. 
or not necessarily to do the same thing, but to do the same thing which will result to the same outcome, yeah. or not necessarily the same outcome, but to do to start with the thing, with one thing in mind. Yeah. So what would be that one thing? I don't think that I would change anything right now, to be honest. Really? No, because we're always gonna have problem to solve, and we're always gonna have like things that will make us unhappy or feel bad. Or so we'll... you you currently consider the, that one golden rule wouldn't be able to change anything? No, I don't think that's gonna change anything. Maybe this, I don't know, maybe it's gonna change, but it's so meaningless that it's not gonna make any difference. Hmm. It's interesting if you know. Yeah, because let's say that, um, let's say that that golden rule should be everybody should act upon uh, love. So we'll think in terms of appreciation and love for someone or for something when they're going to start to do it. But there's always going to be ways to interpret that. Maybe what love means for me, it means something different for you. Yeah, well, you have to be as specific as possible. Like, obviously, if you were to decide to give one rule to everyone, you'd be too... You have to be like very simple and very straightforward. If I was to give one myself, you would be give before asking. Give something before asking for something in return. So who's gonna ask me? Everyone after they give. Yeah, that's gonna be very interesting, yeah. Because you can't expect anyone to do you any good without them having to benefit out of that good. Like so there has to be a mutual benefit, right? So let's say that you should actually give first. But you're gonna be in a situation where you're desperately not gonna need something from someone. Let's say you're in a desert, yeah? And you're just like dying. Mm. And you see someone who has water and you're thirsty. You have to give them something in order to actually receive yeah. it. What are you gonna give them? Because you you're dying. You offer them a compliment. You offer them energy. You make them feel a certain way. But we always do that, don't we? Because we're not gonna yeah, just say, I want this. Yeah, well, we don't do it with the right intent, at least not all of us. Most people are not aware of these things. It's very subjective. It is. I really love these questions because <laughs> they can go in like 100 million directions yeah. at the same time. Yeah, and you can't really say that a way or another is either wrong or correct. Yeah, that's true. I cool. have here another question for you. Do we need suffering in our lives in order to become stronger and better? Yes, I truly do believe. Why? So, because, let's take this example, right? In a matter of seconds, you could have everything that you could ever wish for. Yeah. Right in front of you. You'll have the perfect life. Yeah. Would you say, honestly, that you would be feeling as fulfilled having that by not working towards it straight away? Would you feel as fulfilled by that as you would feel by dedicating your whole entire life towards that cause? Is it about the reward or is it about the journey that leads to the reward? Obviously, it's about the journey that leads to the reward because if you're going to just like, just do it like this. And, and there's then no journey it. without sacrifice or without pain. Therefore, yeah, that's true. you but, need suffering. But a question says to become stronger and better, not happier. Well. And fulfilled. Do you become better from the good stuff? Or quote unquote good stuff or from the bad stuff? Do I you think that both. I think you have to be very balanced as a human being to actually appreciate the good things and actually learn from the good things. Whilst on the other side, when something bad happens to you, I feel like not necessarily in the current moment, but like in time you learn that because that event happened, it led to this path. Therefore, 
you have to be careful because if you go back to that event you're gonna feel suffering again mm. i personally feel like uh, at least for me suffering would teach me way more than pleasure or happiness ever will i think that suffering will make us stronger not better what really it really depends on what you define by better yeah because <laughs> better i mean you you can just learn something from like mm -hmm. someone else like from an example from someone else so yeah. if that person is going to do something which is quote unquote good it will make you better better means like a better person right like a better version of yourself do you really do you really think that people are as are so wise to be able to actually learn from other people's mistakes some of them maybe. yeah but not necessarily a mistake from a good act yeah, well, that's inspiration, right? Because if yeah. you see someone succeeding in something, yeah. you're like, well, I can do that as well. Mm -hmm. Or if you like see someone giving a smile to a stranger, you become better because you know that you have to do that. So you're just going to surround yourself of... Yeah, if you're aware. Better. Yeah, if you're aware. <laughs> it all starts with self-awareness. True. Cool. Uh, moving on. In what period were you the most disappointed about yourself and why? Um... No, I'm not disappointed about myself and about what I've done. Because I know that what I have done just led me to the moment that I am I mean, right what now. What period? Like, not now, but like, In the past, which right? present moment from the past do you remember experiencing disappointment? Like a place of disappointment, yeah. A disappointment of myself? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I have any. Because I know that at that point I have acted like... The best you could act? Yeah, the best I could have. I don't think I'm I'm really really happy with what I have what I have done and what I am right now because obviously you can do better and you could have done better in the past in and in the future as well. Certainly don't know. Because let's say that I'm gonna peak when I was, I don't know, maybe eighteen. I chose to follow the university and I didn't choose to go in London to fulfill my dreams and I was let's say disappointed disappointed about that. But maybe if I would have gone when I was 18, that would have led me in a, in a bad place in this present moment. Yeah, you were ready to go. Exactly. Okay. So I don't know. I, I think I'm very happy with what I have done so far. Yeah, you will never know what, how yeah. the other decision would have played yeah. out. That's why you always have to like, take a decision yeah. and just move on with your life. True. People just act on like, regrets feeling from their past. And in fact, you just have to be happy with what you have done. Because, yeah, I mean, I know you I haven't... You can't change it. Yeah, you can't change it. Maybe if you, like, kill someone, maybe you're going to regret that. Or maybe if you yeah. had done, like, really, really bad yeah. stuff, maybe you're going to regret that. But it wasn't the case for me, so I, I can't say that I would change anything. But if you have done one of those things, which someone would consider very, very bad, well, that's fine. You can learn from your mistakes. Yeah, and I feel know. like it's just a matter of accepting yourself. Yes. Yes, and maybe you're going to find someone who you will see that would be in the same position that you were in the past. Maybe you can help them yeah. through your experience yeah. not to do the same thing that you have done. Yeah. Yeah. See, so you can see it as a bad thing or you can see it as a good thing because you went through it and the other person won't have to go through it. There's so many successful, successful obviously, it's very subjective, but like well-known people that have become speakers, mm -hmm. like motivational speakers, mm -hmm. and like very successful financially. And career-wise, purely because they've been through a lot of shit in their lives and they've done a lot of bad stuff. Like, yeah. take Ron Cardonix as an example. He was like a drug right. addict. Yeah. Like, he was doing nothing with his life and now he's inspiring like millions of people online. Yeah. Maybe if he was to like be a good guy and not go through all of that mess, yeah. he would have just been average now and not inspire as many people. 
So yeah, yeah just gotta trust the process as cliche as it sounds. Yeah, it's true. You can always be better. You can always have done better. But uh, next question we have here is are intelligence and happiness tied together in any way? If you are highly intelligent, is it more likely that you'll be more or less happy? Wow. <laughs> I feel like it's very hard to like answer with like black and white answers, give yeah. black and white answers because like I know examples of people that are like not a, not in, not intelligent at all, but like they're very happy, they're content. Like don't take me wrong, they do have regrets and they mm -hmm. complain, but mm -hmm. like overall they're quite happy. Mm -hmm. Whilst we both know and studied people from the past that have been incredibly intelligent, but due to their circumstances, they they weren't they they haven't been able to be as happy mm -hmm. just purely because maybe they couldn't manifest their desires, they couldn't speak their truth mm -hmm. because of how society was at the time. Mm -hmm. So that makes you a bit. If of I was to make like a short it. answer, I would say that the more intelligent you are, the the harder it is to be happy. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, paradoxically, the more intelligent you are, the more it is that you realize the fact that you don't really need anything to be happy. So I feel like it's a it's a very contradicting. Yeah, because you're gonna if you're gonna be living in the present, if you are intelligent enough or aware enough to actually be aware of the present moment, you can be happy with everything that you have. Yeah, you don't need anything to be happy. Yeah, just a state of mind. Yeah, so you go in like two directions. You can go very miserable, like if you are intelligent. Like let's yeah. see, like the best. Uh, let's put example the best um, authors or the best writers. Writers, yeah. Yeah, the best writers. They were all. Feasible. Yeah. They were just living in their own reality because yeah. nobody was getting them. No, nobody would even try to understand them. Yeah, and they were exactly, and they were very intelligent and creative. But They're, it really depends about you. You gotta be balanced. You gotta like not take life too serious because if you take life too serious, you're gonna create unnecessary drama, and yeah, you're not gonna be happy. Well, yeah, I feel like we touched on that. Uh, moving on, who's one person? dead or alive that is currently having the biggest impact on you just one person mm. Mm. well obviously it's gonna be the closest person that it's like around you so i would say you yeah because it's gonna be stupid to say yeah it's uh i don't know alan watts or i don't know someone an author that i'm reading the book about or i don't know my mentor mm. right no 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 it's not gonna be like that if you're gonna be realistic it's gonna be the closest person that you have in your life that will that person will have the biggest impact in your life because you will do and act upon what he's thinking his, his emotions because when that person is in a bad mood you will just like take that unfortunately mm. or fortunately because you, you can't control it but not 100 if you're gonna be like 100 happy and that person is gonna be very miserable then you're not gonna be, you gonna be in the middle yeah gonna be in the middle so you're gonna be affected of what he thinks what he does and uh, yeah I will say you no I appreciate that and I feel like it's very it's very good to note it and mention it because like most people aren't really aware of the impact that the people in their lives have mm -hmm. on their lives mm -hmm. and like I feel like as much as we talk about like being aware of who you're following on social media or mm -hmm. being aware of what films you are watching, what music you're listening to. At the end of the day, the people you spend your life with have the greatest impact. And as cliche yeah. as it sounds, like I'm probably mentioning this the hundredth time of the podcast, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. And like, of course, you could be spending five hours a week with your online mentor, 
for six hours a week with like Jordan Peterson reading his book or Gary Vaynerchuk listening to his podcast, but at the end of the day, unfortunately, unfortunately, you spend time with people that you live with yeah, or that you meet. Therefore, you have to be very mindful. And I feel like it's a matter of asking yourself, do I want to become like these people or do my values and goals align with this person's values and goals? Mm. Or are we actually keeping ourselves at like a basic level of yeah, like true. growth? Yeah, true. And I feel like it's uh, more of a matter of the case in a relationship. When yeah, there's two people, like a romantic relationship, where there's two people, they don't even have to live uh, with the, one another. But like, I feel like it's usually a matter of fact that one of the persons outgrows the other one. And if they don't, both of the people will feel unhappy. Because one of them would be like a, at a very basic level, whilst the other one would limit themselves just to meet the other person here at the basic level. Basically, what you do is just exchange energy. So if yeah. you're going to be at like a very high energy state and the other person is not and it's going to be miserable again, you're just going to take that. And maybe the other person is going to take a bit of your energy as well and going to become a bit more positive. But you will have to exchange that. And in order to actually gain that energy, you will have to, I don't know, it's going to be very hard for you to be aware of your energy level and about your positivity state. And I feel like it's... It's again, it's it's a thing that we neglect a lot. It's the fact that often cases, basic interactions between like, I can give an example, I don't mind. Yesterday, uh, I saw my parents because obviously we can't like physically meet, but like I saw them and we had like a very short chat and like there were like 20 seconds of interaction and within those 20 seconds, I had something negative mm -hmm. to tell them off. Mm -hmm. And after that, I recognized that within my own mind and I was aware of the fact that there was just 20 seconds spent with them and I had a negative impact on, upon them. Mm -hmm. I don't take me wrong, they were fine, but like it could have been much better and I could have just made their day better by not acting on my current emotions. And again, that's compounded and like affected of different things mm -hmm. in your life. But like the more aware you are of that, the more you can control it. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. So the next question we have is what would be the most ethical way to give away five million dollars? Pounds, <laughs> it depends on the country. <laughs> the most ethical way, huh? Uh-huh. To give away. Um... It really depends. Like if I can think of like different scenarios. Like if you were to give me five million now, I personally wouldn't give it all away. You have to give it away. You have to, because like you could see five million turning into fifty million within five years if you know what to do with them, and then you could give even more away. Yeah, but you have to give it away. You have to give it away. So please don't uh, say that you're gonna just give no. it to a charity. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wouldn't. No, I definitely wouldn't. Um. Well, I feel like the fastest, most efficient, and most, most ethical way of doing it would be not to give it to the government, to let them decide what to do with it, like, you know, how you would, like, donate to, like, uh -huh. some sort of, sort of, not necessarily charity, but, like, corporation that is, like, privately held or, like, government held, and then them uh -huh. deciding with, like, they have to pay the employees and all of that. They will take a part from themselves as well. Yeah, and then they will maybe eventually yeah. like give it to the homeless people or whatever. No, I feel like I would probably... I'm not sure if you remember the um, 
time, like three years ago, when the Ebola hit uh, Africa, mm. and the way uh, Americans reacted, like they started like um, donating yeah. a lot of money, and like there were uh, quite a few actions where they would make big packages of food and essentials and just oh, yeah. ship them with like a very big ship mm -hmm. or like even planes mm -hmm. uh, to Africa. So I feel like I would do something similar. I would just make a lot of packages and I would probably like have to like, you can't give it all away if you think about it like specifically because like you have to like pay for shipping, you have to pay for people to help you give the money away. You can't just give them all yourself away. Yeah. If you know like basic business, you know that you would need like a lot of people to help with the whole procedure. I think the best case scenario would be, it's a bit unrealistic, but to find a certain amount of people to actually help you distribute the food like through volunteer, like volunteers, yeah. which is going to be like very hard to find. Like yeah. let's say with 5 million people to feed like let's say, I don't know, uh, a big part of Africa. You will need at least like one, two, three, four thousand people, so it's gonna be a bit hard to find. You will need people from your country, and then yeah. you will need people that actually own a company that ships the stuff yeah. to like invest in that themselves yeah. with their own expenses, and then people in Africa are distributing that. So it would be very unrealistic to think that you would actually end up giving all the five million. Yeah, so you again thought about the same thing that I did, just spend yeah. it on the basic needs. Yeah, just basic, because like anything else is just unnecessary to be Because honest. you could just spend like five million pound or dollars, whatever, for an extremely uh, expensive operation of a person who needs yeah. the money because otherwise it's not going to live. But yeah, it will have a very big impact. But it, it How big of an impact? Would you save yeah. Elon Musk from that or who would you save? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it really depends. depends. Who as well. Yeah, like of course, if he was to be one of your like loved ones, of course you would do that for them. But like, if you think about it, it's very selfish, unfortunately. It is. So what can you do? Yeah. Please go ahead. Cool. Um, okay, so if a child somehow survived and grew up in the wild wilderness Ooh. without any human contact whatsoever throughout Ooh. its journey. How human would they be without the influence of society and culture? How human? Mm -hmm. Well, we really gotta define what human means. Because obviously, he or she, whatever, is gonna have a consciousness, right? Because yeah. it's in our DNA, more or less. Yeah. So I don't think that they will be able to actually communicate the way we do. No, because they will have to learn the language. And they will not act upon the things that we act and how we act so let's say that if we are going to try to actually integrate that person into our society it's going to be extremely hard but we will still manage because we evolve but let aside that and just take that particular person without involving any other person directly i think that there's not going to be a lot of human things in that person because what defines us is what to do not in the first years are. of life, exactly. especially. Exactly. Because, let's take for example a jungle book, even though it's just a story, that like child just like grew in a pack of wolves or something like that, yeah, it was a pack of wolves. You know, somebody has actually done that, yeah. just as an experiment for like eight years or so, they have a whole documentary on the thing. Yeah, 
Yeah, but he was like a grown man. He yeah. knew how to integrate yeah, and all that. Different. But if you're just like gonna like leave a child to the forest and let like a beast to raise him, let's say that they're gonna raise him and not eat him, I don't think it's gonna be very human. No, not at all. Not at all. They'll just be like another animal. Yeah. So we are just animals by the end of the day, aren't we? Yeah, we are. What what actually defines us is the first years, like you said, of our yeah, lives. The education. Exactly, the education and the impact the culture and the society has upon us. Because like, if you're just gonna say, boom, all of a sudden, no one is gonna know anything about religion, about culture, about society. We're all gonna start from zero. We're just gonna be again animals. I yeah, we would be wild. We would hunt each other. Exactly. We would act on instincts. There would be no law. There exactly. would be no moral laws. There yeah. would be nothing. It would be just wilderness. <laughs> so let that sink in how big of an impact has history upon us. Yeah. Because we live through our history. If we would have been history and like the laws and the people who are teaching us the things that someone else have learned and teach before, we wouldn't be in this position right now. Mm. So unfortunately, we live in the past and through the past. Through the past, yeah, not in the past, but yeah, we do take quite a lot of things from the past, unfortunately. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, interesting. You could question. say that history is gonna repeat itself then. Who knows? What causes the most harm in the world, but is completely avoidable? Well, there's a multitude of things. <laughs> I only have to pick one. I think the hardest questions are those who you would just think about. A lot of answers, but you only have to pick one. Yeah, that's the hardest thing, yeah. isn't it? It really lays down to like your beliefs. It's hard because if you are to pick something, you have to define that something as being evil, as being very bad, and mm. all the things that I think about, like I wanted to pick alcohol. Yes, it's causing a lot of harm, and like there are a lot of deaths and a lot of negative things and actions um, taking place because of consumption of alcohol but at the same time it does good as well like with every celebration social interaction it helps us as well i feel like what was the question again what causes the most harm in the world but is completely avoidable i would say it's division division yeah it's the way we divide ourselves in countries in oh, yeah, states is the way we differentiate ourselves when in a nutshell, we are more or less the same yeah. to our core. Yeah, I feel what we can avoid a lot. I mean, just just put that in, into your mind. We actually value the things that are that doesn't exist and we have created, like the countries, borders, money, rules, money. Yeah, <laughs> we value those things so much and we don't value the things that actually really exist and like made us who we are right now like the earth and the weather and social interaction and the unity and all these things which is very sad because we forget who we are we are less and less human yeah day by day <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean we always evolve but sometimes evolution is not in a good way sometimes it can be in a very bad way as well yeah Okay. Shall we jump to the last question or? Yeah, I think we can wrap it up. So just ask the most meaningful question and the question that you have. Do you consider drugs consumption to be an extension of our consciousness or just an alteration of it? Ooh, you can find meaning in anything you want. You can give meaning to anything. So people give meaning to alcohol consumption, which is again a drug. But it really depends what drugs. Yeah, but would you say that? Yeah, would you say that they expand our consciousness, or they 
just alterated. Drugs, it's like a very, very white, wide area. I feel, I believe actually, that psychedelics, all we know are, is because of psychedelics, more or less. It's not something proven yet, but I have experienced some things through psychedelics, which I couldn't have experienced without them. I could just feel the, I could feel the unity and we are all the same and we just don't understand that and we are very, very selfish. But it really depends what kind of drugs, mm. again. Yeah. Because alcohol, I don't, look, for example, alcohol can bring us together on some occasions. Yeah. Because you just go out to actually have a drink, a beer or something. But again, if you put it on the other side, if you drink too much, you're gonna just have fights and you're gonna, I don't know, be aggressive. And again, with like cigarettes as well, you can say that it's a social drug, even though it's bullshit and it's just a concept for you to actually keep smoking. You can go out in your break and talk to someone and just uh, ask for a, for a lighter and then continue that interaction with that person. It will bring us like closer. Yeah, or if we just ask that person anything else. <laughs> Yeah, when you can ask that. Oh, but yes, everything is like everything can be like yes or no, black and white. And yeah, I would I say like there's that. a duality in everything, and the more we try to like define things as being good or evil, the more injustice we give to things. Because as you said, drugs can I feel like can both enhance our lives or deprive our lives. And I feel like that applies to like drugs yeah. as basic as caffeine, which is like the most consumed drug mm -hmm. to date on earth, mm -hmm. to drugs such as alcohol, to drugs such as uh, other enhancements such as cocaine or ecstasy or I don't know, anything to be honest. I think drug is just like a very uh, large term for yeah. something that will actually change our state of mind or will change our processional reality. Exactly. So let's say that I would say that psychedelics would be a very good way to actually expand your consciousness because I believe that was the question yeah. because you can actually learn and see things how they are now how you see them because we create our own reality whilst other drugs like cocaine and uh, even marijuana, alcohol can and even like sugar because sugar is like a drug as well will not uh, be that good for your consciousness you just like it's not gonna like widen it it's just gonna make it very very broad mm. in my opinion so it really depends what drug we are referring to mm. but with that being said please do let us know that if you would actually be interested in hearing some stories about psychedelics and our personal experience because i personally would feel very comfortable in sharing some experiences with everyone. Yeah, me too. But if you guys don't think that it's going to be relevant for what we do or what for what we do want to know, that's completely fine as well. And uh, thank you again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five star review on iTunes or just you can find the podcast even on Spotify, on Anchor. You can share it with your friends. You can actually write us what you found helpful or if you're gonna have any more questions for the future you can actually ask us and we can answer or if you're gonna have like any difficulty difficulties if you're going through some hard times in life you can just talk to us and maybe we can help you you don't have to go through it alone i think it's uh, worth noting that uh, like even now we have uh, scheduled quite a few guests that mm -hmm. are like uh, specialists in like mindset mm -hmm. Uh, subconscious work so even if you wouldn't be down to us to answer those questions or to like try to give our opinions uh, 
we can always ask our guests, which I personally feel like are way more uh, knowledgeable than us yeah. on those topics. Definitely. So Hi. again, thank you so much for listening, guys. Until next time, this is Bogdan. This is Pascu and stay grateful.